Hello, we are the Sonoma Community Center podcast, a place of creativity, connection, and community. We highlight the artists, teachers, and the community that come through the doors of our historic brick building, often called the heart of Sonoma. We share local tips and shout outs to our home, Sonoma Valley. And we are your host, Molly Spencer. Gerardo Diaz. We are the engagement team of the Sonoma Community Center. Gerardo, <laughs> tell me a little bit well, what's been happening with first you this of all, past Molly, couple weeks. How you doing? Oh, you're going to turn this around on me, no, right? No, Put I'm me just... on the spot. <laughs> right away. Um, fantastic. What a great couple of weeks. The weather's beautiful in Sonoma Valley. I guess I keep thinking about this place all the time, but we had our last host and our last podcast, Raniel Del Rosario had an opening, yes. over a hundred people, modern wow. dance action. Oh my God. Smashing ceramics. It was out of this world. The Museum of Found Objects is a must-see and up till December 9th. So everyone come on down, check it out. There's going to be a closing ceremony on the night. So, you know, coming back to me, I've been doing good <laughs> back before to we you. forget. No, no, it's been good. I've been doing all these classes, you know, my teaching at over Hannah and then the after school programs too, you know, which is great. What's been on the menu? So I believe after school program, we did this figures with the banana. I think it was like a banana, peanut butter and bread. And we made them make like little bunnies. It was super fun. The funniest thing, one girl came up to me and she's like, I made you. I'm like, what? <laughs> so and then she showed me her little thing. She had like big, thick eyebrows, you know, <laughs> like with the mustache. And she even made a little hat because I wear a hat. So if somebody doesn't know me, I wear hats all the time. Oh, man. And then she was like, I don't want to eat it, though. I'm like, eat it, me. Eat me. <laughs> eat that elephant. <laughs> um, that's really funny. I love it when that happens, when kids give you pictures or make Baked goods out yeah, of your yeah. likeness. That yeah. that means they like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was really honored to be honest. You know, so if I'm making that, uh, how do you say that uh, connection? Connection with the, <laughs> with the kids. Yeah, I love it. It brings me a, a little tear in my eye. I, you know? I see it. So. I, I, I see it right now. The tear flowing down. Well, this is definitely Herodo's show. And we're excited. The theme around today's podcast is all things. Food. And of course, it's lunchtime, so we're probably going to share quite a few details. I'm getting hungry. So talking about that topic, we do have two guests coming up in a little while. We're going to have Josh Cutler, the Director of Operations here at the Sonoma Community Center. He is going to talk turkey, our free Thanksgiving, and share a little bit about, as well as sit in with Gerardo. I'm sure this is the other half of what's for lunch, so Mm -hmm. you're in for a treat. But first of all... I want to share a little bit about our exciting and kind of newish culinary arts department that has been, you know, we've had classes here and there go, but for the most part, we have a commercial kitchen on site at the community center, which has long been a startup, great kitchen for many chefs and caterers and businesses in Sonoma and the surrounding valleys. Kind of coming out of COVID in 2021, though, the time was right to develop and grow the culinary department. 
And I'd like to just read kind of directly from the website if you go on the culinary page, because I really feel it sums it up best, kind of the mission. You will find on the page, our kitchen and culinary programs hope to spark conversation through food about cuisines, cultures, and connections, not just from Sonoma, but really basically from around the world. And we hope that time breaking bread together in class will lead to a stronger connection, deeper mutual understanding between all community members and a full belly. Yeah, a full yeah. belly. So with that being said, and I think that's well said, maybe I butchered it and I'm sorry, Elise, but I'd like to introduce our first guest, the woman who has made this happen. Our first guest is the community center's culinary director, Elise gonzalez Sahota. Welcome, Elise. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No so <sighs> jumping right into it, Gerardo, you and Elise are really taking off this department. But first of all, Elise, I want to ask you a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up here? A little bit about your family and where's your story? Where's your story? Okay. Yes, I am a Sonoma native. My family has been in Sonoma for in and out of Sonoma in the Bay Area for six generations. Wow. On my maternal side. So we have roots growing back at least six generations here in Sonoma, anywhere from the Garden Park used to be in our family, wow. as well as now we are all the way in Shellville and we're spreading out. <laughs> so. so for those that don't know, the the Garden Park is run by the Sonoma Ecology Center, right? Yeah. And what street is that? 7th Street, street right? Yeah. It's beautiful. If you are in Sonoma, go out there in Gander and lucky you to have like such a connection to that special spot. Yeah, it is really special because that place is some serious medicine for our community and it's such a great spot for connection with the earth and with our community and it's really nice to be a part of it historically as well as now. Nice. Your family. Yeah. Siblings? I guess I don't know this about you. I should know (laughs) this about you. It's always staff meetings but you never find out like what was it like? You know? um, yes, I have two brothers and a sister, mm-hmm. and I am a lot older than them. So I, okay. my uh, little, on. <laughs> my little sister what, is only twenty one. So, nah, you were like thirty two. I'm 34. Ah, you see? That was close. <laughs> but that's a Too lot. That's, they're like but, spring chickens around here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm 38, and I can't even move out of my chair right now, so I don't know, you know? <laughs> Still young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, my brother, he's one of the line cooks at Spread Kitchen. Delicious oh. place. Oh, yeah. so good. That's yeah. on Highway 12, everybody. Swarma. Spread Kitchen. Delicious. Yes, Lebanese-based food, yes. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. It's delicious. Christine Topham, Topham? Christina, yeah. I always bought her stuff down at Farmer's Market, so I'm glad she has a brick and mortar. Is it brick and mortar? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're called these days. So what was it like in your family? Did you do a lot of cooking when you were young? No, no, nothing actually. Really? Wow. Yeah, I had no connection to land or food. Like I wasn't really super interested. I was a gymnast and an athlete and that's kind of what my life was as a kid. Um, but outside of that, like I didn't know anything about food other than like what my grandma made for dinner. Yeah. Wow. Delicious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff in grandma's cooking, but I didn't really ever know like how to make any of her recipes until I was much older. So I didn't really get 
any grasp of food until I was in adulthood. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. I have that same kind of story when it comes to dance. But I am just going to sidetrack here because this is interesting to me. <laughs> did you go to middle school around here? I did. I went to Altamira. Well, do you remember cooking class at Altamira? Oh, I did. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I do. So this was a couple, Mrs. D and Mr. D. He ran the wood shop shop and she ran cooking. And I got to tell you, because there's four kids in my family, right? And some of the menus that came out of there, I mean, I probably deep fried cheese balls for like two years (laughs) and then another French bread pizza. Like, I mean, we were learning how to do that stuff. So that part was good. But man, what we cooked was you know, the only garbage. Thing, the only thing <laughs> that we missed garbage. today was that there was no Mexican food thought there, though. No. We're, we're all the time, I'm like, where's the tortillas around here? It was all like pasta. Oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> it was heavy on the carbs. No wonder yeah, yeah, yeah. like carb overload these days. So you said your grandma did a lot of the cooking. Did you have some comfort food that you grew up with? Oh my gosh. That's mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah. So to this day, if I get sick, I still want top ramen and, <laughs> oh. and, and Sprite and not oh, like okay. the good top ramen, like the oh. kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that was like what you had when you were sick, which yeah. is so yeah. funny um, that I still cling to that when I don't feel well. You know what? I can relate to that too. Like sometimes when I'm watching a movie and it's kind of cold, I'm like, I want a top ramen, you know? So I go <laughs> get my shelf, I put it, so I put it in, the, in the microwave, even though it says, do not microwave this. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, just going. Yeah. No, I I can relate to that just because my parents were super hippies, like no sugar, macrobiotic uh-huh. diet. And then we moved to California. I was like, what is this mac and cheese in a box? <laughs> and a diet Pepsi. They're like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course, I say the same thing these days to my daughter. But, yeah. you know, that's. It's funny how you kind of had that release. So, I mean, speaking of that, we're going to like fast forward a little bit from our comfort food. I would love to jump into kind of your time living in India. I know you spent quite a bit of time there and kind of share with us maybe what region and what brought you there. Yeah, sure. So I ended up living in the northern region of India called Himachal Pradesh, which is in the Himalayas. Um, I lived there for a decade. And what, what what decade was that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. It was 2006. Okay. Wow. When I got there, it was a year after I had just did my first year in college and I went over basically because I was like, you know what? I'm really bored in college. And before I spend a bunch of money on the rest of my college, I'd like to figure out how other people live before I choose how I'm going to live. So let's, mm-hmm. let's go venture out. And what, why India? What drew you there? Because I... I'm like dying. It's on the bucket list to go to India. So I I love that you were there. But what drew you there in particular? Was there someone there? Um, No one there. Yes. No one. Is you were waiting is this for a, me. <laughs> is this the so pray pray part, love? eat, pray, love moment? <laughs> Not quite. I guess I remember in my childhood always seeing like I have a, a Nat Geo image in my head that is really prominent of these beautiful women in saris. Um, that's always been like, oh, what's that? It sparked something when I was really young. But I did have some moments in my yoga class where it was just very clear that I needed to go to India for whatever reason that is. And I decided to listen to 
thoughts in my head. Go. <laughs> to, I mean, go. my heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to just go and see it. And luckily, like I was in an area where the Tibetan government in exile lives. So I was able to experience multiple cult- cultures. The Dalai Lama lived where was just down the street from my house. Did you ever see him? Yeah, I actually quite often when he would be going in and out of town, you always see him, but it's like a big procession and like bodyguards and people standing on the roads. Like it's really cool to watch, but I did get to see him and Desmond Tutu speak together. Uh, And that was pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to hear more on India, but we will go forward. So when you were down there, I mean, did you have any exposure to kind of Indian food and did you experiment in a lot of cooking down there? Tell us a little bit about the food of the region. Yeah. So that is actually where my food love started. Um, I started a lot in learning about farming, the injustices that were happening with GMO crops there and suicide farmers, as well as locally in our area where we lived, there was a huge problem with hydro plants, water plants taking water access to farmers. So I got involved with local and regional movements there to try and stop things, which at the end of the day, it's multi-corporate. Yeah really big things against farmers and it it was very challenging and but I did learn to have that connection with the soil and in that space and from there I think you know I love Indian food and so I started learning from aunties in the village and our home chef and then I kind of evolved into getting internships at restaurants in in the city which city in Delhi okay and which is the capital and I (laughs) I walked into a restaurant my favorite restaurant I went there all the time and one day I just got the courage to say hey can I intern here and he was like how are your knife skills and I was like awful and he's like sure (laughs) (laughs) what was the name of that restaurant gunpowder gunpowder Gunpowder. so like it was a south indian cuisine and i was just telling the story the other day that some of their recipes it's like 10 chilies plus the chili powder (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it's funny you say that i used to work in this company and every time we were at lunch, I knew who was in the kitchen because I can smell it. And I'm like, oh, Beak is in the kitchen. And then I ran over there. I'm like, what are you cooking? He's like, oh, it's just rice. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, I can smell that all the way over there. How come it's just rice? You know? You like, got to add your flavor. Yeah, yeah. I think I have like 20 spices on that rice. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know? doubt it. That's amazing. Mm, I so, love it. Yeah. I, you know, and then I got sick of Indian food and I started craving some Sonoma food. So I started learning how to cook Italian food from scratch. And then we lived in such a diverse area. I got to learn Japanese food and Korean food. And it was really amazing because we had this such a diverse population and where we lived because of the Dalai Lama and yeah. everybody coming to hear him speak. It was pretty amazing. And then our house turned into the house where everybody eats. So we'd have dinner parties twice a week and yes. be able to cook. And it was great. And we... Did you meet your husband there? Yeah, I did. I found him there. And <laughs> on my first day of India. Poor uh-huh. guy. <laughs> your first day. <laughs> yeah. it's a love story. It is a love story. Aww, yes. He was the second man I met in India. And when I saw him, I just immediately knew, oh, I'm going to keep him for a little while. Uh, keep him for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still You heard that, Raja? <laughs> yeah. Hear that? Did you have your daughter there? I okay. did. Uh-huh. Layla was born 
in the hospital that was not even open yet. (laughs) She was the first natural delivery in the hospital. Cool kid. She's amazing. Yeah, she's a great kid. And she lived there until she was four. Okay. And she's 10 now, yeah. So coming back to the States, culture shock, where did you go? What was like your next steps and were you feeling homesick? That's a lot of questions. (laughs) She's trying to pick one. (laughs) I mean, my whole adulthood was in India. So it was very challenging to move back to the States and kind of get grounded here. It's taken me until this last year to feel comfortable. And the community center has a lot to do with that because I'm going back to community development, which is where I feel most comfortable and with food. So I feel the most comfortable now, but oh my God, walking into Costco. (laughs) (laughs) After being in India, I was like, what is Costco? What is this? I'm having an anxiety attack over here. (laughs) The antithesis of what you've been doing with your life for the past 10 years. Oh my God, right? I know. Grandpa's like, I need some help at Costco. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, Pops. I know. I definitely have had verged panic attacks in Costco, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Shared experience. Exactly. Um, did you do a little stint? You started your own business, Ghost Spiced, am I correct? Yeah. And what was that? So, oh my goodness, of course, I was like, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back to the States, we moved around and we ended up living in Nevada City for a while. And right before the pandemic, maybe like three months before the pandemic, I started kind of creating an idea of what I wanted to do. And in February, I had five contracts with schools up there. And so when you would pick up your kid, you'd pick up your dinner and then 10% would go back to the school. So of course, then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I had to pivot without even having really started, unfortunately. And I ended up doing home delivery for about a good year until we moved back to Sonoma, which was really fun. But I really missed seeing people's faces when I fed them. Yes. You know, drop off and delivery doesn't give you that connection. That's what I really crave and love about food is that you get to experience how other people are feeling when they're eating your food and you get to share that love between people. And I didn't get to have that. So, you know, lesson learned of like, you know what? You got to do what you got to do in a pandemic. Like I had a kid at home. I had to be a full-time mom again suddenly. And like, how am I supposed to work? And all of these things that like, all right. That was an interesting time. Are you we sure were still you're not open. Mexican? I, I mean, she says you like <laughs> to feed the people. Es Gonzales, Gonzales. <laughs> I know. Well, I was here during the pandemic and community center, for those that don't know, actually stayed open. We transitioned a lot online. But what that meant for me was, you know, you had your kids schooling at home and do you guys remember the beginning uh, of the pandemic? Uh, like I don't everybody want to thought it was like Y2K again. Rush out <laughs> and get your beans. We won't even talk about toilet paper. Oh uh, yeah, let's not talk about toilet paper. Food. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That yeah. was stored up on, mm-hmm. and it actually refreshed my wanting to cook again yeah. and not spending food out eating, which yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, was, I don't want to remember the part where I was taking care of my kids. You <laughs> yeah, know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> but I do want to remember I was fly fishing most of the time. So. <laughs> oh, great! Now the truth comes out. Yeah, I've yeah. been here the whole time, folks. The whole time. <laughs> so, all right. So let's jump forward. 
<laughs> I know I worded this weirdly, but this is how I see it because Elise just kind of came out of nowhere and I'm all, you walk off the street, right? <laughs> That's how and, I And basically fired up the culinary department. It had been here. They had talked about it. There's been classes here and there, but what you brought to the community center and created as a program is amazing and has really taken off. And now you've got Gerardo working part-time as well, teaching. There's multi-generational classes, bilingual classes, food clubs. In your words, can you kind of share, when did you start? You know, that's so funny. Facebook showed me a memory yesterday. Thank God for social media. We wouldn't even have a timeline of our lives. I actually don't remember my wife's birthday until Facebook tells me. See that on a recorded like, yeah. space. Horrible. <laughs> um, no I, cake for you. <laughs> I so I saw a memory yesterday that said like I had done my second Indian food class yesterday, one year ago. So it's already been a year. In November and December, I did a few classes because yes. I just wanted to see how it was going to be. And then in January, we launched all of our kids' programming mm-hmm. and a lot more classes after that. So it's yeah. been a year. Wow. It's exciting. It's really taken off. And it's fun to see the progression of you would have some adult classes that for the most part sold out all the time. And of course, at the beginning, even of this year, 2022, we had Omnicron coming through. And so right when you were like out the gate, we had to rebook all these cooking classes. But the amazing thing is, is that you transition to outside with a lot of these classes. We have a beautiful secret garden. And one thing I want to point out about this program, because a lot of people will think of classes as like demonstrations and then you go home and cook. That's not the case here, right? No, I really think that when you have a hand and brain connection, when Mm -hmm. you're actually doing something with your hands is when you're able to create, when you're able to love, when you're able to put that energy into something you get that connection. And I also think that it helps you not stress about a recipe. If you learn with your hands, how to do a a flavor profile, how to build that flavor. If you're doing it with your hands, your memory is going to be like, oh yeah, I remember how to do that. That's how you do that. Instead of always having to refer back to a recipe. And some of my students um, adult students don't love it that I don't let them have a recipe in class till the end, right? Till the found end. That out recently. Yeah, some uh, of them paranoid. And <laughs> What's no, the recipe? It's usually the people who really like structure yeah. that love recipes, and and I want them to have that. But well, I, I also think we're want them always the connection. trained that way. Absolutely, you know, to look up a recipe and yeah. go from there. Yeah. When you're approaching it, almost like like a dance class or an art class, and that's really what the community center is about. Yeah. Like learning that muscle memory, you know, using all your senses before you look at somebody telling you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we have just like a few of the classes that are coming up. You have all sorts of foods. I can't even go. I'm so, I get so excited about all of them. Also, some of the partnerships that you've developed through Hannah Boy Center, which is over in Sonoma. Great, great place. And Gerardo, you're teaching there. So Elise, Gerardo, tell us a little bit about how that, came to concept and and how it's going you know what i don't know anything ellie yeah. just brought yeah. me into this she's like you're cooking and you're doing this class yeah i basically right now. did not give him a choice yeah i was yeah, like there you're was the right no person choice. for this it was, it was really funny i'll tell you a story though really oh, quick God. so when i got when i got hired here i remember talking to charlotte our executive director and she's like you know what once we meet elise our director of uh, culinary you two are gonna like be like tight and i'm like okay 
She's like, yeah, you, you guys are going to set it off. And yeah, sure enough, I, I met Elisa. I'm like, I'm not want to deal with this woman. Not at all. Like, I'm out of here, you know. And then yes. she offered me a class. I did a thing, a ceviche class, three ways. Yes, and after sold that, out. Yeah, so yeah. delicious. And after that, she's like, you're going to work with me. Yeah. You got no choice. I'm like, what? Let me talk to Charlotte. And Don't then Charlotte's lie. like, he loved it. I know, I loved it. <laughs> No, but it was really cool. And then me and Elise were, were start talking about a lot of the classes and then the bilingual classes and all my ideas. Elise was like, yes, 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 yes. which it really helps doing my job too. So, you yeah. know, when you got a person who's flexible like Elise, I'm down. How old are the boys over at Hannah Boy Center that you're teaching? So and it's I love their the freshmen. Like, so it's freshmen yeah. to senior. So yeah. they're it varies. So they're Teen like boys. I'm yeah. scared. I'm 14, already. 15, you know, <laughs> and everybody's so different, you know, they got that attitude and stuff, but they started off like, they, we don't want to be here. And then they're like, when are you coming back? <laughs> And you, you know? also take them on field trips and really expose them to what's out there and yeah. preparation for life, right? Yeah. The whole curriculum that we've built out, first of all, it's around global cuisine, as well as it's about exposing them to different parts of food industries so that they know that they have more choices than only being a chef in a restaurant. Because yeah. it's hard when you have a very traumatic background to be in a traumatic environment like a restaurant can be depending on how the, you know, depending on each environment. So I wanted to expose them to other things. So for example, we just went to SOS last week. SOS is Sonoma Overnight Support for those that might not know that feeds unsheltered community members. Yeah. Yeah. And they made 10 gallons of soup with Chef Gerardo the day before. We delivered the soup and the boys uh, served the soup. They served it up in all of the containers and gave it out. You could tell that there was a sense of pride and happiness. And actually, you know, some of our kids, one kid in particular, he just showed so much leadership when he gets into those spaces that he is so proud and excited to be there that he takes control of the environment and like makes things happen. And it's so profound to watch because you're just like sitting there, yes. you know, chaperoning and, yeah. and then like all this magic happens in oh, front yeah. of you. I do. I love seeing that well, uh, just uh, from coming from a perspective as a teenager being maybe not a hand of boys center, but really needing that guidance and not getting it, I think is why yeah. we are fulfilling these roles at the community center right yeah. now. So yeah, no, it's, what a wonderful. It's, it's amazing when they come up to you and say, oh, I want to cook this for my mom. I didn't know it was that easy. Now I can make this for my mom. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't cry in front of <laughs> them. And then I turn around, I'm like, <laughs> that, that he's, wipe he's, it down, buddy. <laughs> Peretta's really been sharing a lot of secrets this week about how he cries. <laughs> at movie yeah, theaters. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> when it comes to like uh, this holiday season, it's just, <laughs> I, I get really warm me, you know? I don't know. Fantastic. Okay. So about a couple of weeks ago, we had the staff meeting and everybody was kind of sharing their visions for 2023 and beyond. And you blew my mind of the drive and the vision in the future. What can we expect out of the Sonoma Community Kitchen? There's a few things that I'm dreaming up. One is to really extend our HANA program into a four-year curriculum that's accredited by the American Culinary Federation. And hopefully that's done within the year and we'll be able to share it with other high school students throughout the Valley as well. So that's a huge goal. And then as for here at the community center in class, I want to see access to our whole community 
every member being able to get into our classes and learn something that they want to learn. We've created pods of different types of community that have already approached us of, hey, we want this type of club or, hey, let's provide space for these people. And I want to continue to making space to hold space for different types of Will you of just groups. give a shout out? Will you talk a little bit about some of the clubs that you already have sure. established? Because they're pretty amazing. Yeah, we have our vegan club, which is really fun because we're doing all types of vegan food. We have a queer women's food club. So we just have a whole bunch Amazing. of queer women folk together eating. We have Plantas Medicinales with our herbalist Lulu, which is incredible to watch. We've planted, we planted herbs in the garden. She shows every other week, um, a group of women, different seasonal ways to use herbs and food to make a healthier lifestyle. And so those are three clubs that are current right now and we're expanding into, we have a Spanish only club coming up. We have a queer teen food club coming up and hopefully a few different others too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's Something busy. for everyone. I know. <laughs> Not to mention there is at least a couple times a month workshops that happen on the weekends yeah. that if you can't commit to a club, come and check out these workshops yeah. and an after school club for kids on Wednesday. So yeah. I love that theme where they get to cook. Cook and art. And also, art. I want to shout out to the patch which is, yes. the, oh, I, I have to say, because they've been so nice to us. So they've been supportive. donating, uh, what's Who's it called? Who's the patch? Who's the patch? <laughs> no, I, I know who the patch is. <laughs> Explain it to people coming into town, because my mom used to work so at the I patch just, in the I just find out when job. I was doing uh, the farmer's market, and they were right next to us, and I didn't know they have a patch, which Dirt is farm. like around the corners from our building. So they're in Second Street East, I believe. Yep, right up the street from Bella yeah. Cheese. So, so you, you get go there, and they have a little stand. They have a little stand. You go in there and get your veggies. Amazing vegetables. I mean, Beautiful they're super de- yes. yeah. Super delicious tomatoes. I mean, those tomatoes, they, I think they're in steroids because they're like yeah. huge. The beefsteak, I don't even grow tomatoes anymore because I'm just going to go down to the patch and buy beefsteaks anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So. No, they're, they're amazing. And uh, really thank you. They've been donating our veggies for our classes. Fantastic. So thank you. Okay, we're going to jump off just a little second for Elise. You talked about your life as an athlete when you were young, but what are some of the passions that you have when you have time outside of culinary (laughs) programming, as well as what would be a dream workshop or class that you would like to take outside of culinary? Ooh, Yeah, what do you want to see? Where's our survey, right? (laughs) Well, okay, so I love to write and I read a lot. I would love to take a poetry workshop here and develop more writing skills and be around a group of people that have more knowledge than I do and learn from them. And in a dream world, there would be a trampoline slash tumble track outside that I would just do flips on most of the day because I love to still be upside down from my gymnastics life. Roller coasters and flips are the best. Yes. So if we want to work on a proposal for a tumble track, I'm down. Perfect. (laughs) You know, my dream is to basically have like, God, I wish these walls could support it, but yoga and trapeze art mm. oh, yes. yes please my dream will be my kids to be in college and then gone <laughs> get out of here and then Gerardo yeah. will be taking classes yeah 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 <laughs> okay all right we're gonna kind of end out this thing Elise 
What's well, for lunch? For lunch. Well, <laughs> I know I already gave them a shout out, but I'm also really craving them. I really want spread catering today <laughs> or spread kitchen. I need some, I need some shawarma wrap yeah. and their fall salad is killer. So I'm going to go have Nice. That. Yeah. It was funny. Like I, I'm, I was never too fan of like lettuce and stuff. And then <laughs> my Those friends like. called vegetables. I know. They're like. Come and get a shawarma. I'm like, your what? friends? That was a me. What? I know, I know. Yeah. Well, Elise took me there. I'm like, what is this? Am I a rabbit or something? And you know these uh, vegetables here? Yes. But it was delicious. Delicious. They have a green tahini. Oh. Hands down, folks. We tried to get her to teach a class. Well, she taught a she class taught here a class. before. But she wouldn't share that secret. So <laughs> visit Christina and Spread Catering. If you're in Sonoma, this is a hot place. You will not be disappointed. Elise. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Oh, Always. Super excited. I had no choice. They fired me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're that's fired. Right. All right. We continue. Let's talk all things food. And next we have Josh Cutler, our director of operations. And before Josh and Gerardo share their insider info on what's for lunch, let's talk turkey real quick, Josh. Howdy. Hi. So... What I like to talk about real quickly, because this is going to be coming out, and this happens every year, is our community free community annual Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a this is an awesome event every year. And you kind of lead up, so this is a Sonoma event that is really open to all. It is on Thanksgiving. Dinner is served at three, and it actually is at the Veterans Memorial. Hall. What can I say? We're not the only ones that are in on this thing. Who else do we work to co-produce this event? Yeah. So the free Thanksgiving dinner has been happening for, you know, over 20 or 30 years, at least at this point. And it's pretty much a heavily volunteer led event. Community Center is kind of the lead on it. But a few years ago, we actually partnered with Vintage House as they had been kind of doing their own Thanksgiving dinner separately. So we kind of combined the two of them. They handled the desserts and we handle the turkey, the dressing, salad, you know, everything else. It's rotary kind of, is big behind this, right? Yep. The Rotary of Sonoma Valley funds the turkeys every year. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of volunteers from the different rotary groups as well. A lot of local vendors, Paul's Produce, Bright Event Rentals, Lane Bell. Yes. You know, it's, it's really a community focused event for sure. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. I lead up the flower tears. Well, right? I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling people there's going to be tamales, you know, and, and Josh is like, are you making them? I'm yeah. like, no, no. There's actually guys. a class. Aren't they doing yes, turkey they tamales? Yeah, after- December 6th, December 6th. Yeah. Are you teaching that, Harada? No, I don't know how to make a tamale. I like to eat them. That's uh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. You know? mm. I let the expert do this. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is a a super great event. This is free. This is come and meet the whole community. Show up. It's no reservations are needed. And it happens every year. And we really have to give a shout out to Gary Edwards and his team, Daniel Quijada, right? Yeah. Um, that do the cooking here. Next Wednesday, it's going to be smelling amazing in these halls. Yum, 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 but, yum. you know, out of Thanksgiving and turkey tamales, what's for lunch, you what's guys? What's for lunch, Josh? <laughs> Oh, man, it's a leftover day today. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Come on, I man. Know, I know. 
It's not one of our usual days where we spend 30 minutes trying to figure out where we're going to go. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, we actually what we went uh, Broadway, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, Broadway we had market. sandwiches. I had a Reuben, you know, <laughs> so extra meat. Extra no. meat. Yes, you finally got yes. that Reuben. Mm-hmm. So, how do their Reubens taste down at They're Broadway delicious. Market? My Reuben was just delicious. I love the Broadway Market. They're amazing people. Yeah, I, I've Shout got my go to. It's kind of just, you know, standard turkey sandwich. It's standard. My, my usual. Uh, when he says standard turkey sandwich, I don't know. We should see that uh, that little paper when you mark whatever you want. I'm pretty sure that paper is like extra this and extra crispy <laughs> on the corners, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you're from out of town, and I got to tell you, I have people that move out of town, come back into town, and one of the places they always go to is Broadway Market to get a sandwich coming yeah. in or out. It's close to us, although I got to give a shout out for Angelo's too. Yeah, out in Shellville, go to Angelo's. I'm going to say that they're the fastest sandwich makers this side of in all Sonoma County. Oh wow! I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. Oh, wow! Sandwich deli making off, but Broadway Market yeah, they're, is they're really fantastic. your go-to. I mean, I will admit, when I first started working here a number of years ago, I had no idea about Broadway Market, and I actually would go to Subway, unfortunately. Just uh, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a dark era in my life going to Subway Market, but uh, Subway Market, Subway yeah. Market. <laughs> Once I discovered uh, Broadway, no sponsor here from yeah. Subway. No <laughs> Subway, they went down, man. The flavor is not there anymore. I'm sorry. No, no, know. no. Yeah, it's it's Broadway Market or bust. You guys days. remember Quiznos? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. They were like the first toasters, right? Yeah, right? they were delicious. Like, they the Italians and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm amazed nobody has slipped inside the office between me and Josh talking about food. We're just drooling. We're like, what's for lunch, Josh? <laughs> you know, you see a puddle of just drool in the ground, you know, just for That's me and Josh. you got to have the napkins that on the table. That is not you know? appetizing right now. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, Broadway Market is pretty good. I love yeah. it. And then me and Josh were just like always talking about food. We're like, so what's for lunch, Josh? And then Josh is like, burrito time. So we're always looking for a good burrito place. So if you guys know a burrito place that you think we like, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, we've is this got a burrito go-tos. challenge? I think it should be a burrito challenge. We should have to see who has the best burrito in town. I think we've gone through at least half the places already, yeah. though. I mean, Which one is your favorite one so far? You know, I still definitely like Sonoma Market. It's a good balance of wow. like price and quality is the thing, okay, right? I mean, okay. $7.99 for a pretty big burrito. It's Ooh. not bad. It's not bad. Okay, okay. You know, some of these other places, it's like $12, $13, $14. Yeah, what's yeah. up with that, man? Come on. Yeah. Okay, I swear, it's always burritos or sandwiches with you guys, <laughs> except for one day. Let's talk about that day that Gerardo got invited to go to El Dorado Kitchen oh. on the plaza. I mean. Super fancy. And then uh, he comes back and explains Josh's questions. The best hamburger ever. The best hamburger ever. I remember. So I got invited to this uh, to this place, right, to uh, El Dorado Kitchen. And I never been there. I didn't even know how to dress. I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I look like a hobo when I walked in there, you know? So I go in there, and then I see the menu, and I'm like, what am I going to order? But I'm a burger guy. So I'm like, you guys have a burger? It's like, yeah, we have a burger. I'm like, all right, we'll order the burger. And then I saw the burger. Let me tell you, when I saw the burger, I'm like, what is this? But I'm like, I'll take a chance. I grab it, take a first bite. I was in heaven. (laughs) I just have to say, and then the crispy on those fries, it was delicious. And I remember talking to the guy. I'm like, this is the best burger ever. And he's like, We'll order another one. And I'm like, oh. 
I'm I like, can do that. I can do that. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, should I order another one? Or I, I'm just going to look crazy. People are going to look at me like, what's this guy doing? He's not in, in and out right now. He's in the <laughs> El Dorado kitchen. I think Josh was literally asking himself, what's the cut of the pickles? Yeah. <laughs> are they thick? I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I tell him, like, there was no lettuce. It was just like uh, greens on the burger. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're not doing iceberg lettuce here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. No, it was delicious. I came, in, guys. I came in really happy. And I'm like, Josh, Josh, uh, at least once a month, we should definitely have a burger because they're like $25 a burger there. So yeah, we can't go every day. <laughs> no, but. no, 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 no. Well, you might agree with me here. What's the other best burger you can get in Sonoma? I may have to go with Picasso. You know what? If, I love if, the if it wasn't because Happy Dog is not open, I would oh, yeah. go Happy Dog. I'll yeah. tell you a story about Happy Dog. One time I wanted to order a double cheeseburger, but I wanted to order two. And I went, two cheeseburgers, please. Two double cheeseburgers. And the guy just looked at me and was like, no, one. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I want two. He's like, no, 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 no. Just for one. you? Just yeah, one. Just for you? He's like, oh, he looked around right to see up. if I was like, Somebody shame, with me. burger shame. I know. And I'm like, all right, well, just I'll have one and two fries. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Happy Dog is an old institution burger joint that was on Highway 12, right next to McDonald's. And I actually worked there when I was a teenager. You've been around everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was a vegetarian when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I'm I still have my Happy Dog pit. shirt. It's, it's a little tighter <laughs> these days. But, you, you know, you worked your way up, right? Got cash register, you got fryer, making milkshakes, and then you get to the grill. And I got to tell you, Saturdays were so busy. And I started a grease fire, right? Wow. <laughs> it was not good. I didn't really understand the concept of medium rare or rare at that time, uh, but okay. uh, that was something. We wow. had a really good time at Happy Dog. It's a, it a great yeah, place. Mr. Place, Smith owned it. The other yeah. place actually had a good burger, so it was uh, Breakaway Cafe. And yes. The uh, yeah. Bob Rice. Sliders, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah. Actually. So, Josh, what's your favorite burger and what place? Local to Sonoma or just anywhere? Local. I would say local. Let's keep it local. And then we can go outside Sonoma if you want. So I would agree with Molly. My go-to was always Picasso. I haven't been there in a while, so I can't speak to the current burger. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely Picasso was one of the top burgers. We did enjoy our little Little Lou's experience yeah. for a brief while there. They were delicious when they were like $7, but exactly. now they went to get nine. two they, or three of them. They feel you know. salty now. They taste it kind of salty. Yeah, wow. it's not yeah. the same feel anymore. <laughs> I'm knocking Lou's. Wow. No, Lou's was really good, actually. Yeah. That burger is delicious, to be yeah. honest. They but do the nice griddled fry yeah. or uh, griddled onions the, the on onions? top yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was delicious, actually. But yeah. Uh, we have to move, move on, you know? Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Nope, nope, nope. Josh, what is your favorite flavors? Like, what's your favorite food? Your go-to? You know, honestly, I would say if I could only eat, like, one thing consistently, it's probably going to be something like Thai food. Probably really? Maybe, wow. like, a Vietnamese or Chinese. You know, something in that range. Okay, wow. yeah. okay. Wow. Yeah. You should wow. flavors. Wow. What's that's, the worst that's place definitely something he never eats. Here on a daily basis, yeah, yeah, by yeah. the way. I mean, Sonoma's not, <laughs> not don't a place. Say, don't oh, say, don't say, okay, okay, okay. I think that we can really say what's the worst place, you know, but maybe you can describe what you ate and it at was the, not. At the worst place? The worst place, yes. Oh man, that's hard. I don't know. The worst place I've ever had food. 
I mean, I've been to the same thing like everyone else where you've been somewhere and it's just like clearly the the dregs of the meat, you know, <laughs> okay, that day okay. or whatever. And you get gristle or something. Oh, like, eh, gristle. You know. Yeah, gristle. I don't like gristle. Man. No, no, no. 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 Does okay, anyone the like other gristle? thing is, when are you going to go to Amy's? That's my question, man. Okay, you need to take me to Amy's and show me the way. <laughs> Amy's okay? Chinese food is a place next to Sonoma Market yes, in Sonoma. Yes. I gotta let people know where these things are at. And we uh, grew up. Yeah. Well, yeah. and what's yeah. funny is when Gerardo first told me about it. I always thought, because I just saw the name up on the sign for years, and I actually thought it was like Amy's Kitchen. Like oh, the place uh, one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I never even popped my head in because I'm like, I'm, I don't go to Amy's Kitchen. <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you what Amy was first, and that's Amy's Chinese food. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up eating it from high school, so, you know, I... I I don't know. It's just delicious. For you're me. you're uh, you're immune to it at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm immune to it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only Chinese food that I like in Sonoma. I, there's a lot of them here, but I've worked at those places too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I worked, I worked at those, <laughs> some of those places too. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. You you know what's for lunch one of these days? You take me just down there. Take him there. All right. Let's sure. check it out. I think we need to go around town and ask everybody else what's for lunch. Too. I know. I know. Let's start something. Side mm-hmm. podcast. What's for lunch? Ne- <laughs> next time I'm on, we'll report back about right. the Amy's experience. How about that? One more thing for Josh. Josh is like me. He likes uh, ice popsicles. Oh. And um, he has a great story about when he got married. Which is just recently, yeah, folks. Yeah, recently, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so uh, we had our, like, rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, we did sort of like a barbecue theme. It was in the summer, so it's kind of warm. So our uh, our dessert was popsicles from a place actually over in Santa Rosa called Frozen Art. Ooh. They do amazing. I mean, they've got everything from, like, mango, pineapple, lime, guava, everything you can think of. So uh, we, you know, we had a few leftover after the rehearsal dinner and kind of ate them. And then about, oh, what was it, like two months ago, we had the, the crazy heat wave around here in like oh, September, yeah. mm-hmm. just Tell boiling hot. <laughs> so we're sitting around the house and we're just roasting and we really want something cold. And we go, you know, maybe we should get some popsicles, right? Okay, well, I mean, if we're going to get some popsicles, you, you want the, the discount. He wants all the way. <laughs> you want the discounted price. Well, the discounted price, you have to buy 100 popsicles wow. for the discounted price. Hey. So, of course, you know, we splurged. We went down and bought another 100 popsicles. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I love it, man. I like popsicles. Every time I buy like five bags in my house, I always bring my kids. So like, they ate them all, honey. I can't explain. That. I don't know why. But it was actually me. I hope my <laughs> wife is not listening to this, okay? So yeah, you've already the, knocked your birthday. <laughs> you're getting kicked out of it. You're, you're sleeping one, on the couch tonight, buddy. One more buddy. thing, if you're listening, me and Josh, we have this thing where we want to get a slushy machine inside the office oh, and yeah. then fill it up with Haritos in there. Oh, so yeah. oh. if anybody wants to come in and donate, have an extra slushy machine somewhere, we'll Are take you it soliciting a slushy machine <laughs> from our... Yes, I am. Come I and bring it. it in, you know. Give us the tip, you know, if you yeah. got one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're probably going to be on brain freeze the whole time, just eating slushies. Like, Ugh. And we need it around here for all the camps that we do. So I <laughs> yeah, understand yeah. that. Slushy machine. I, mean, I, I guess in. we could let the kids use it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really for us. Yeah, yeah. It's for me and Josh. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we probably got to wrap up our situation here. Josh, thank you. As you you know, you're guest host now. You're pretty much going to be on. And he really holds the glue together around here. His director of operations leads up. If we always run up against any problem, just ask Josh. I'm so sorry, Josh. We just, on a daily basis, he's probably asked how many times, like, 
30 times all day long. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Let's just say when He's Josh is not here, giant. I just go home. I'm like, I can't <laughs> get anything done. I can't get anything done oh, without Josh. You were out you know? with the flu last week. And I got to tell you, we we're like running around with our chickens, like with our heads cut off, trying to replace the toilet paper and rent. And, oh man, I admire what you do. Yep. yep. So, Thank you, Josh. Of Thank course. you. So, okay, we're going to wrap up. I know that Thanksgiving is happening next week, free Thanksgiving at three o'clock. And then the week after that, we go into winter. Well, winter around here means winter art market. It's our annual winter art market taking place the first weekend of December, December 2nd in the evening, Friday evening, December 3rd. And December 4th on Sunday, and we're going to have 50 local vendors here. So that means shop local. We'll have artisans, craftisans, all sorts of things, as well as a table here. So come out. This happens every year. So if you're coming from out of town, just plan. It's a destination shopping, and this is high-quality stuff, folks. I heard from a little bird. We're going to have a fiesta somewhere. I heard that too. Word on the street is that there may be a free community event on Friday night, the Winter Art Market first fiesta. First fiesta. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm really looking forward for this. If you want to know any details on that weekend, please go to sonomacommunitycenter.org. And I got to say the Winter Art Market too, there's all price points. So if you think, oh, I don't know, there's all price points here. Yeah, for just everyone. come and support our local artists too. Exactly. You know, that's, Shop that's Sonoma. What it's all about. You know, everyone. they work so hard all year. Around, I know. So. A lot of them are, make their stuff directly here. So yeah. I love it. And next up, next episode, we are going to have our interview with Margaret Hatcher. That's right, folks. Not Margaret Thatcher. Not the prime minister that you saw on the, <laughs> the crown. The iron lady. The iron lady. She is exactly the opposite, actually. Margaret Hatcher is a widely super talented costume designer and artist whom is also dear to our hearts here at the center because she led the fiber arts department. And she was also the originator, the creator of Trash and Fashion Sonoma, which is a super popular, sustainable fundraiser that takes place in the month of April. So. So we can't wait to have her on. Are you excited, Josh? Josh and I both worked here with Margaret, and she is so creative. And if you see pictures, you look up the Sonoma Community Center. What was it? Fourth of July when she made that huge puppets puppets and birthday cakes. She made like a miniature version of the community center that you actually wears this huge hat out of like foam core. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's still up, actually. I shot Barbie videos and close-ups in front of the fake community center. That's another story. That's a trash and fashion story. So we can't have, wait to have Margaret on here. And well, as always, if you like our podcast, subscribe Hit to wherever button. you listen to your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Thank folks. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Molly, have a nice day. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Josh. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>